Today on the podcast, I talk with Milena Prinzi. Milena is editor-in-chief of allthingshair.com, which is part of the Unilever brand. This is such a fascinating conversation all about plant-based beauty care. We talk about how different plant-based foods have minerals such as selenium or zinc, as well as collagen. Yes, there are plants with collagen that help our hair stay strong and beautiful. She also answers all my questions on how often we should wash our hair and how to use dry shampoo properly. I know you're going to love this conversation. As a reminder, you can find all the show notes on our sponsored blog, badtothebull.com forward slash 46. Let's dive in and meet Melina. It's time to adapt to a plant-based palette, minimize waste, and respect our environment. Hello, we are Joe and Sarah Hayes, and we are the hosts of the Bowl of Life podcast, where we are encouraging you to join the plant-forward food movement. It's time for vegetables to move from the side of your plate to the center, and we are here each week to help you do that. So if increasing your vegetable consumption and limiting your animal proteins sounds like a win-win to you, go grab a spoon or fork, and let's dive into learning more about how you can be plant-forward. Hello, and welcome back to the Bull of Life podcast. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to Milena Prinzi. I forgot to ask you how you pronounced your last name. Is that correct? Yeah, you did it. You did it perfectly. Awesome. Well, Milena is an award-winning creative, bilingual journalist, journalist, content editor, and producer, as well as editor-in-chief at All Things Hair, a Unilever brand where she spearheads all of Unilever's, I can't talk today, entire hair brand portfolio, editorial presence. Wow, this is just amazing. Working directly with the brand teams at like Dove and Nexus and Love and Beauty and Shea Moisture. And well, that's just to name a few. That is so cool. And she's also owner and founder of Food vs. Evil, which is a lifestyle destination where her and her team celebrate the people, beauty, and wellness. And they fight against anything that keeps us from feeling and looking our best. And I love that mission. And I've loved how you've, you know, just wrapped that into a career as well. So cool. So thank you so much for coming on today, Milena. And you're going to give us some insight about plant-based vegan movement in regards to our hair, skin, and nails, which I'm super excited about because I have some hair questions of my own. (laughs) So (laughs) first of all, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you live, and what got you interested in in the beauty care movement and in your own personal mission at Food vs. Evil? Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. I love your podcast. Ball of Life is everything that I have strived for. And definitely since uh, moving to New York City, which is my home for the past 20 years, I was uh, born and raised in Colombia, uh, South America. And I've been living here in New York uh, with my husband, two daughters, you know, um, one is almost 20 years old. The other one is 17 years old. And I think uh, because of them, I realized that um, that we are what we eat, and a lot of the stuff that we um, consume—not just you know digestion, what we eat, but also what we put in our skin, our hair—you know—affects everything in our 
body. And when I had my first child, I really became very curious. She was born with severe allergies. Mm. Just she was allergic to everything. I mean, including breast milk. Because I didn't know at the time, I had her when I was 20, I didn't know at the time that everything that I was eating was going directly to her. Mm. So that's when I decided to make the conscious decision to actually watch what I was eating because I, you know, it was... It was so heartbroken to see her, you know, breaking in hives and rashes and having you know, swollen cheeks and, and cough because she was so allergic to everything. Mm-hmm. And that's how Food versus Evil started, uh, my blog, because I really, really wanted to dive deep into everything that it was uh, that we were consuming as a family. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And... I was fortunate enough to turn my passion for wellness and beauty into a career. And as you mentioned, uh, I am the editor-in-chief of allthingshair.com, which is the first um, editorial property of Unilever. Unilever is, uh, it's, it's, you know, they have some multinational glo- global brand and they have... Um, uh, the majority of the hair products that we see on pharmacies and drugstores are mostly Unilever hair products, and they decided to put everything together under one umbrella, all uh, a destination, a hair companion. And I was fortunate enough to to start the project, and five years later, um, I'm still here. Uh, so it's been a great, great opportunity for me. Yeah, what a dream job, right? That is so cool. Just to say, you know, that you work, you know, to go into the, you know, drugstore and be like, yeah, you know, like I know about all about that product. <laughs> <laughs> sadly, sadly. And I had my own um, hair struggles. You know, I was born with curly hair, but it was not like a straight curly. It's like that mix of like curly at the bottom, wavy in the middle, straight on top. So hair is always been something so like, like personal and like a, like my cross to bear. So when, uh, when this opportunity came along and I'm like, oh my God, do I get to try all the different hair products from the many brands that Unilever um, has? It was like, this is amazing actually to learn not just how to get the hair from the out layers of the hair, but also everything that comes from within. So it's been really a wonderful learning opportunity uh, for me and for our readers as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right. And, you know, and everybody's, you know, we're all unique, right? That's what makes us all so cool as human beings, including our hair, right? And it's such a big thing. You know, I think for men and women, both, right? <laughs> yes, uh, yes. My husband sometimes has more, con- you know, he's more concerned about his hair than me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, did you find one that worked then for you? The different products? Yeah. Like, yes. Uh, yeah, there are different brands. Um, we work uh, with, like you mentioned, Dove, Tresemme, Nexus, which are all like, premium genetic brands, I mean, for everyone, really, and uh, every hair type. Uh, Then we also have brands that are exclusively for for one hair type, like 
she moisture is only for curly hair and the curly rayon because it's different type of curls uh, for people who are more organic and leading towards uh, plant-based products and vegan we have a brand called love beauty and planet and it's a complete hairline and it, everything is um you know uh, cruelty free uh, they it's a green brand, so they also take care of the environment. Uh, the packaging is uh, green and, and ethically conscious. So it's a great, great brand. And and then we have, you know, for the style, crazy girls out there who love to change their hair colors every day and try different bold hairstyles, we have TG. And with TGs like uh, different brands like Bedhead and Copyright. So it's really, the portfolio is really vast for every uh, woman and every hair type and style. Yeah, yeah. And finding the right one, um, you know, that goes not only with your hair type, but also, you know, you mentioned, um, you know, that the Love, Beauty, and Planet is a Mm -hmm. vegan, plant-based, more environmentally friendly, um, you know, as well. People are concerned about that these days as well as... Um, you know, that all of their products they're using, you know, um, fit their lifestyle. Exactly. And as we move uh, more forward into the future and people are more conscious about, you know, consumerism and everything that we're not just uh, using, but also the waste component of Mm -hmm. it, I believe brands like Love, Beauty and Planet uh, will be the the brands of the future. And I believe it's going to be in a number of years where where everything that we're going to have is it's is green and conscious, not just uh, for ourselves and and our bodies, but also for the planet. Yeah. And that's that's just great to hear that. And it's great to hear, you know, that um, larger brands, you know, you always wonder like, oh, like, are they thinking about that? But they are. Right. And uh, that's always so cool to kind of hear that from someone who works behind the scenes with them, that um, that bigger brands are on a mission to to support that, especially the environmentally friendly and, um, you know, angle and such. So. Very cool. And, you know, I want to circle back, too, about how you mentioned um, when you were breastfeeding your daughter mm-hmm. and just everything that you were eating, you know, you didn't realize that she was eating, too, or it wasn't just as widely known. I don't think it was widely talked about. And, um, you know, and the same goes for, like, products in our skin that's being absorbed into our skin. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I just had a similar situation with my son who is, had bad acid reflux. And I remember, um, yeah, not being able to find much information on how I should change my diet to accommodate his needs when he was a baby. So it's so I'm, – I'm sure probably now it's more commonly talked about. But back then, I can even remember I was, like, tracking, like, what dairy I was eating. At the time, I wasn't plant-based when I had him. And um, I remember thinking, oh, is that the reason he has so much reflux? And, you know, I remember my mother-in-law being kind of like, what? Why are you doing that? And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like there's something here with this food connection. <laughs> Yeah, back then it was 2001 when I had my first child and the push was about, the conversation was all about breastfeeding. That was the big push. I remember La Leche League 
uh, which was a nonprofit organization who pushed for breastfeeding. It was everywhere that all you could read, the whole verbiage was about breastfeeding, but there was a missing component, which is they are not telling you that, that you really need to have a great diet which is very hard because you are taking care of a newborn yeah. and you barely have time to eat. So then what are you eating? I remember just having a piece of cheese, uh, tons of like cold cuts and salami, just because it was easy. It was right. around, it was easy. I can just put it in my mouth, eat it, and then take care of my child. Uh, but there was a missing component of they are not telling you you have to have the best diet of your life. You have to make sure that you're eating all your proteins, your omega-3s, your leafy greens, your, you know, uh, your grains, because all that is going through your, directly to your baby. So if uh, my kid, of course, was having um, allergic reactions because I was eating really bad foods, you know, very poor quality, something that was fast, process because it was easy and and i learned the hard way you know while i'm going to the doctors uh, researching at the time also i remember there were only like two choices of formula because then it was like clearly it's something i'm like it's something that i'm eating i'm sure and yeah. then I said, okay here are the two choices either you know whole milk uh you know base uh formula or soy milk but the two milks are highly allergenic too. Yeah. So it was a disaster. She ended up actually being raised with rice milk. So oh. she's a very petite child yeah. because she didn't gain the proper nutrients. So she's a very small person. And, and it was because the only choice was rice milk. If I wanted something, uh, you know, plant-based, organic, uh, that it was in cow's milk or soy milk. Right, yeah. Yeah, so so interesting, yeah. And I feel like my son, I had him in two thousand nine, and things weren't they weren't talking too much about that either at that time. Right <laughs> about the different the the diet that you're eating that could you know potentially affect. But yeah, so that's interesting. I just wanted to touch on your your story there because uh, you know it's so nice to see. Um, we were talking a bit before we jumped on here and hit record just about how um, further the plant-based movement, vegan movement, and the options and awareness and, you know, more education, even though there's always, there's always room for more. <laughs> um, but just how that's even changed when you're, you're the buying options you have. So, yeah, so let's, oh, go ahead. Absolutely. And, uh, um, and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that you can get uh, as much, if not more of the daily protein intake and vitamins and minerals that we need to be healthy from plant-based food and grains, you know, like we don't necessarily need to be eating animal products to gain, you know, to, to reach those limits that we, those targets that we need to hit every single day to be healthy. Oh, yes, totally, totally agree with you. Totally totally on that mission. And that's kind of the mission behind um, us here on the Bull of Life is to, you know, kind of educate that option as well as, you know, not only with our food choices, but also what goes on our skin, because mm -hmm. that is um, impactful as well, as well as, you know, what we eat can impact what our hair and our skin and our, our nails all, all as well, correct? 
Exactly. Um, uh, it's all part of the, you know, it's all about proteins, right? Because uh, the hair is like keratin, is protein, uh, collagen, elastin, those are all proteins which are the main components for hair, skin, and nails. And we, you know, we get those amazing sources and nutrients from food. And we need to have a rich diet on protein and, and minerals and all these ingredients so we can have a high supply of collagen, elastin, and keratin. So we can have luscious hair, thick hair, we can have strong nails, like, you know, uh, we can fight anti-aging um, in a skin, uh, which is all normal. It's all, it is things over time, aging is a normal process, but there are things that we can do to delay we cannot completely stop it because that's not the way it works. Right. But we can definitely help with uh, our diet to make sure that we are not, uh, you know, we are fighting those fine lines and wrinkles and the sagginess in our skin. Same with the, the thinning of the hair or the brittles uh, of nails. You know, these are things that we can fight with a very good diet. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that because I feel like a lot of time you mentioned um you know, I know right now, like supplementing with collagen and is very popular, and um, you know, I think gelatin is for like your nail growth and and all of that. So, how, how what are some things we can do like that keeps that plant based friendly? Are there plant based options for that? I know for myself, I've been thinking about it a lot lately. It just seems like just in the last few months, every time I wash my hair, I'm like coming like more more hair is coming off on my hands, and I'm like, what is what is going on? I I have really thick hair, so you can't really tell. <laughs> but, but, you know, I'm like, that's not going to last for long if I keep finding hair in my drain. <laughs> yeah. As you mentioned, uh, collagen is, is a big one. And the reason collagen is so big is because it helps uh, our, our body absorb and produce more keratin. And keratin is the main component of hair. So if we have a high supply of keratin, obviously the result at the end is going to be um, stronger, shinier, uh, thicker hair, which is what we all want. Yeah. So yes, if you want to know exactly what to eat, for example, for keratin, so you, we can have a higher supply of keratin, it's legumes, quinoa, mushrooms, dark leafy greens, tempeh, almonds, chia seeds. Those are like great keratin in producing foods. So we should really um, eat those definitely on a daily basis and and if, if possible, double the intake. You know, oh. uh, another amazing component of hair is biotin or, or vitamin B7. Oh, and, yes, I've heard of that. Actually, my husband does yeah. like it. I think I mentioned to you, uh, my husband, he really likes his hair. <laughs> Yeah, and biotin is great for hair, skin, and nails. And, you know, people take some vitamin B or biotin supplement, but you can also get it from eating bananas, cauliflower, legumes, avocados. You know, these are foods that are very, very rich in biotin. And again, it's like we are what we eat. So if we, if this is what we are consuming, this is what we're giving our body, our body will return with strong hair, beautiful skin, uh, you know, all, everything, in, like, 
the skin is the largest organ that we have in our body. And it reflects, it tells us, it gives us always little clues of what's working and what's not working. Mm. Same with our nails. Nails do the same thing. I don't know if you've seen there are a lot of articles out there that said what the color of your of your nails tells about your health. Oh, and it's I like if you have you haven't, and it's like uh, it's like if you have ye- yellowish dark dark nails, you might have something wrong with your liver, or if you have like pink, uh, it might be something related with your like cardiovascular system. You know, uh, they tell us our skin and hair, our hair definitely. You know, when we start losing our hair, it's, it's a sign we're too stressed. You know, something is off because we shouldn't be, unless we, it's like the side effect for a medication or if we're sick. But if we are just, you know, normal, healthy, uh, we we shouldn't be losing our hair uh, in such a stream. So it's like great indicators. Um, and then we have to go and investigate what's, what's wrong uh, oh. with our bodies. Yeah. No, yeah, this is great tips, and it's great to hear just about, like, um, the different foods that we can eat that can help this. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's huge. I would always rather get it from the source rather than take a supplement because then it's like, okay, well, what, you know, what am I missing from my diet that I'm having to supplement right. <laughs> type of type of thing. I, as you were mentioning the met nails, I'm looking at mine. I'm like, okay, what color are my nails? I'm not, I'm not a big nail polish person just because I am in the kitchen a lot cooking. Um, so yeah, mine, mine seem pretty normal. I think <laughs> they're kind of that yeah. normal, uh, whitish with some pink, I guess would be the, yeah, they are a great indicator, great indicator. And uh, I feel like we talk a lot about in general, you know, we talk a lot about protein and vitamins, but we don't talk that much about minerals and minerals are very important for skin and hair and nails because they are responsible for cell division and something like zinc is very very important it's one of the probably the most important mineral for in the beauty real right oh. and um it, they help. It's a great anti-aging um, mineral because repair damaged cells. So um, it also helps the body absorb proteins and like, for example, like keratin. And it's just great for a hair, hair, nails and skin structure. So we don't lose that elasticity. And you can get zinc from nuts, beans, oats, mushrooms. So it's just like good to have it, you know, eat a lot of these um, mushrooms. A lot of people, I know a lot of people are turned off about mushrooms. They don't like the the texture. It's like a texture thing. Right. Uh, but they are a great source of sink. Right. Yeah. So I will say a little tip there. We actually interviewed a mushroom expert a few cod- podcasts back and his response to, if you don't like mushrooms, well, you're just not cooking them, right? <laughs> so yeah. I'll make sure to link that in the show notes for people to go take a, take a listen to Jeff's podcast. And uh, he was very educational about the, about the mushrooms. I, I like mushrooms, not raw, but I, I like them cooked or, or grilled or such. Um, you know, and that's interesting on the zinc. I... Um, always think of zinc as, you know, people tell you to take it like, oh, right when you notice you're getting a cold or something. But mm-hmm. I've not heard that about 
it's helping, you know, with the repairing your damaged cells and such. So it's really interesting. It is. It's like uh, a lot of the, a lot of um, new skincare brands um, really have zinc in it. Like I feel like every, every year there is like an ingredient that is becomes popular. <laughs> I feel like in 2021 is definitely zinc. I see it everywhere and it makes sense, you know, um, like a lot of, I know some brands for um, hair products who, who deal the medicated ones, for example, for um, psoriasis or like mm. um, dandruff, or if you have dermatitis, you know, anything that has to do with the skull um, conditions, they will have zinc in it because it just helps produce you know absorb proteins and produce keratin so it's a it's a good um it's a good mineral it's a good ingredient and and i feel like they say you know i think doctor said oh everybody's lacking vitamin d because uh, we get it from the sun and people here for example in new york city uh we are not under the sun that much you know the buildings are really tall so you the most of the city is on the shade so uh, we are all lacking, but um, zinc is one of those that we are also lacking. Mm, that's such a good point. That's so interesting to me. I am definitely gonna take a take a trip down the aisle at the store the next time and see see what um, things I can find that have zinc in regards to beauty care. That's uh, yeah. yeah, zinc selenium is another really good one for uh, hair, skin, and nails. Uh, especially for people who have very like dull and brittle hair or nails, you know, who their skin is very, very sensitive. Selenium is a good uh, mineral uh, to have. Is that only found in the Brazil nut, right? Like if you yeah, Brazil. That's the most concentration is the Brazil nuts, but also walnuts have it, and brown rice, shiitake mushrooms, chia seeds, they have it. Uh, I think Brazil nut is... I thought it was just the Brazil nut, because I've heard people say that before, like, well, I take one Brazil nut a day. <laughs> yeah. I, Brazil nut is the most concentration. It's like you can have just one nut a day, and then you have it. That's it. But, you know, I feel like they are hard to find, yeah. Brazil nuts. They're delicious. Uh, so right. You're right. They are delicious, but they are hard to find. So... You know, other sources are like walnuts or brown rice and shiitake mushrooms. Chia seeds are great. I think I feel like chia seeds are great for everything, you know. It's like a real great... They, they fit the bill, right? <laughs> yeah, they are really great for everything. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome. So what are they? So we have zinc, selenium. Are Copper there... is great. Copper is a great skin one because it, 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 it does, you know, produces collagen and elastin. So copper is great for skincare. Um, and also, you know, remember, we I'm sure you talk about, I mean, everybody talks about how damaging free radicals are to the, to the body. Right. And copper fights them, like directly fights free radicals. And, and also is a great uh, component for anti-aging because it has like ultraviolet uh, exposure protection. Um, copper does that and you can find it in like beans and whole grains cocoa leafy greens prunes um you know it's a great um mineral uh Ooh. to have in our diet 
You said cocoa. So it's found in actually like the, the cocoa bean or like, is it not in cocoa powder? Like probably in the cocoa bean. Yeah. Cocoa beans. Very cool. Wow. Yeah. So Cause the powder is, uh, it tends to go through a, its process. So, you know, you lose a lot of the, uh, the greatness of it. Right. Right. Yeah. So, well, very cool. And a lot of these you mentioned are found in legumes and beans. So mm-hmm. any, you know, plant-based diet um, is very huge on eating legumes and beans. So yeah, definitely we got that covered. Um, so perhaps, you know, at the end of the day, probably my, my hair thing is, you know, probably a little bit of stress, right? Life's been stressful. It's no denying that the last year and a half. Yeah. As well as um, maybe just aging as, as well, right? <laughs> The stress definitely. I I feel like a lot. I I actually I feel um that the number one, if I'm not mistaken, like uh search keyword is being uh, hair thinning. People have since since last year, wow. and it's not surprising because you know when the body's under stress, our nails break, and we lose our hair. It's just normal. It's normal reactions of stress, and then as we calm down and things become a little more under control, then we stop that process of, of losing our hair. Yeah, uh, for yeah. some people can become a permanent thing, and, but then it's usually related to other bigger issues. But um, I mean, that happens to me all the time. I know I'm stressed because I, you know, there is more hair than normal in my, on my brush. Mm, yes. Okay. Yeah. I have, you know, I'm trying to think, what have I been stressed about the last couple of months, but I've gone through, through some, some things, um, got a new job, but it was a dream job, but I had to kind of wrap up other things, you know, and stuff like that. So, um, there was just a lot of change going on and wrapping up kind of homeschool, thinking about going back to school and yeah, all those things kind of add up, you know, for, you know, when, family things happen and we've got a puppy that's stressful (laughs) there's always something stressful with uh bringing an animal you get you love them but hard training and such i know it's like a a a new baby (laughs) it really is and he's only a tiny little thing he'll never be that big so he is like a little baby oh man so you know one thing i've always wondered and um is you know, kind of like synthetic fragrances that are added into, you know, hair care and stuff. Like I always have an issue with the smell of things. It really kind of clogs up my sinuses. So is that something we should be aware of as well? Like, is that kind of doing more harm to our skin when fragrances are added to products and such? Yeah. So the People are concerned about that, and we definitely have those kind of inquiries on all things hair. The truth is that uh, the formulas, they they are complex. So the quantity of the ingredients, you know, and the the scents and the fragrances that is put in is not enough to create any form of damage, nothing. Um, a lot of them are actually using, you know, they come from real natural things, but then it might add, I don't know, some chemical component to enhance it. Mm-hmm. But at the end, when the formula is all complete, uh, I mean, it needs to be some extremely high concentration of fragrance or or other artificial, you know, uh, 
I was going to say flavor, but it's not flavor. It's definitely <laughs> a scent, a scent or, or fragrance to create any harm. And and the formulas cannot be off putting because then the product is not going to work right. as it's supposed to work. So to the short version, <laughs> the short answer is like, no, they are not um, damaging. They they don't have enough concentration to create any any problem. Even for people with, um, I remember this for for my daughter, because I know, for example, almond is such a great ingredient mm. for hair, because um, it have you know as we mentioned, it's a great source of protein. It, it helps with keratin. So my daughter has extremely extremely dry hair. So. I knew that she could benefit from almond. But remember I mentioned she has severe food allergies. The number one is she's allergic to all nuts and tree nuts. Mm. So, uh, and it's a deadly allergy. So I was afraid because I saw it's almond. So, but the truth is it's not, you know, she uses it, her hair looks great and she never has a reaction from it. Because I guess it's just, the fragrance, not the actual, um, you know, not, it's not, the concentration is not nearly high enough for to create any reaction, mm. you know, for her allergic reaction. Oh, okay. That's great to know then. So, yeah, so definitely um, people that do have the nut allergies, um, something to, to listen up and take some note of that there for sure. Yeah. You yeah, know, it's not like um, it's not like an essential oil that they use um, in these products. Uh, you know, you say a shampoo, a hairspray, or something. It's not like they are using the essential. It's not pure, you know. So, so that's why it's not enough to create any form of damage because it's not, you know, it's a formula. So it's not, uh, it's not concentrated. Mm. Yeah, so so good to know that, and so good to know that not to be worried about, you know, the fragrances and our products and such. You know, just go back to kind of what you like to smell, right? <laughs> what is pleasing to your to your smells? Um, you know, and one other thing I wanted to ask you in regards to hair, because you hear this all across the board, and I'm sure on all things hair.com, you you get questions like this, like how often should we wash our hair? <laughs> Yes, that is the million dollar question. <laughs> so if, when you talk to R&D specialists and people who work with hair, who develop, create the products and the formula, and they know exactly how everything works, uh, they really create these formulas to work with the natural oils that we have in our hair. So the two, you know, the shampoo, the conditioner together, plus the natural oils in our, that our scalp produces naturally, uh, everything needs to come and work together. And uh, same with the styling products. So ideally, we should wash our hair twice a week. Twice a week. Twice a week. So you can you allow your scalp to develop those natural oils. And then that's how you have shine, uh, and your hair becomes very hydrated. When we wash our hair every day, we we stripped our hair from that not those natural oils, and our hair becomes very very dry and, mm-hmm. and brittle. 
So and it that, depends on the hair testing. out as well? Would that, maybe, maybe that's my issue. <laughs> like I'm still trying to no. solve it here. I'm like, it can't be stress. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think it causes the hair to fall out. Oh. Okay. Uh, I don't think it does, but it, it, it shows on the texture of the hair. Okay. Now, for so even for people who have very oily hair, and it's like I absolutely have to wash it every single day, otherwise it becomes like flat, and you know, um, they don't really have to. All they have to do is actually probably change the the shampoo the that they are using. They might be using something that is too that it has too much protein on it that is too. Uh, moisturizing and they might need to choose something with a different kind of ingredient that is not putting that much moisture into the hair and mm -hmm. then they can use other things like a dry shampoo for example for ah. those in between days and but yeah ideally twice a week it, it, it's the it's, it's what is recommended now, do you feel like you can just like go, I don't know, cold turkey, say, <laughs> uh, I don't know what a plant-based word for turkey or how that phrase would go. But um, for example, like I feel like when I switched to using a natural deodorant, um, it, took, it took my body a few weeks to get used to that. Is that kind of the same with the whole washing of hair? Like, you know, ease into the, to the two-day-a-week washing um, to kind of get your hair used to that does that make sense like or you'll just kind of build up time where you're like okay I don't feel like because I would love to not wash use as much shampoo on my hair but I do feel like I work out in the morning and it's you know I feel like it just kind of smells sweaty so then I'm like oh, I'll wash it yeah and I feel yeah you're 100% right it takes time to to get used to it but not because of the products and the way it works but because we are creatures of habit and if we wash our hair every day, that's what we do, you know, and we feel that something is wrong, that something is missing, that is not right, you know. But uh, I feel like as we move, you know, with vegan movement and plant-based, it's also the green planet movement. Um, a lot of people are becoming a little more conscious of how much water they are wasting yeah. And they are using uh, less, less styling products so they don't have to, like, wash their hair every day. They are incorporating other products like dry shampoo. A lot of brands, even certainly the brands that we work with at Unilever, they develop um, day two type products to use on that second day hair. Because, mm. um, you know, so they are for different different things either refreshing your hair your scalp and your hair or you know giving more volume or more styling depending of your hair texture and your need but it's becoming like the whole idea is like try to wash your hair twice a week save water save the planet and also give the opportunity to your scalp to develop those natural oils and at the end you're gonna have uh you know a better hair but it's like it takes time because we need to change our routine and that's very difficult to do oh, but there are products out there to help us with all those issues like if you have you know there is a dove for example has a whole line for gym use so they have all these series of styling products that you can use right after you're done with your workout oh. to refresh your hair 
Mm. Yeah, that's so good to know. That's um, so many brands are, you know, being more aware of that and, um, you know, the dry shampoo. Are there any downfalls to using dry shampoo or? The downfall is like a lot of people don't know how to use it correctly. Um, a lot of people really just like spray directly into the roots. And the truth is that you really need to be like, uh, you know, a little further uh, away from your roots. You, you kind of spray it like throughout the whole hair, you know, and then you, you have to shake your roots a little bit so the product absorbs. So it's not like some people say, I hate it because it leaves like a residue. It looks like I have, you know. 30 roots, like my hair is, it's like, because you are spraying it right there. You know, it's like hair spray, you know, we should use it the same way that we use hair spray. Like nobody just spray right there on the roots. You kind of have, Unless you're you getting know, your you kids are, ready for dance or cheer competitions, right? <laughs> yeah, but we don't like put it right there on the roots. Right? Right, we kind of right. spray a couple, couple um, millimeters away from the roots, so. You know, that is such a good tip because I think, yeah, I have a couple things of dry shampoo and um, that's been my issue with them. I've sprayed it too close and then I'm like, well, might as well go back to washing my hair every day. That's a no work. Yeah. And they have sheets now. Uh, it's not, you know, you don't have the aerosol dry shampoo. You have a foam. Some Some people like the foam version. Some people like just like dryer sheets, oh. like those blotting, blotting sheets for your skin. They have it. So, you know, there are products. I, I believe that brands are listening to the consumers and are also in this mission to save our planet. And there are ways that they can do that with the beauty industry by far is like the most wasteful. Uh, because we consume a lot of these products a lot and most of them are in plastic packaging and then we they turn over I mean we we toss them like somebody like you who washes your hair every day shampoo probably lasts a couple of weeks they're not I mean unless you're buying those big ones you know the the wholesale sides but still you are you, you are the turnover of shampoo is a lot. Yeah. So they they come up with things like dry shampoo bars. You seen those the, yeah. the shampoo bars? So you know it's a, that that I feel like it gets a little more getting used to it. But brands are listening for sure uh, to what we want. You know uh, yeah. that we're we're leading towards. Uh, we want a healthier lifestyle. We want a greener um, lifestyle and, and they are listening to us. Which is so cool. And I love to hear that. And, you know, it's now that, now that brands are stepping up to the plate, you know, we can step up and change our routine as well. Right. And, and learn how to, to adapt ourselves to, uh, you know, um, getting used to that as well. Like you said, we're creatures of habits, but, if we, you know, are asking the brands to make a change, then, you know, we need to kind of step up to the plate as well. <laughs> yeah, we do. We definitely do. I mean, I feel like we are all working towards the same goal, right? We all want to, we all want to be happy. We all want to enjoy things longer. We all want to feel relaxed. We all want to definitely enjoy our planet 
So um, we, we all really have to make that commitment together. So they are listening, they are coming out with the products, and now we need to just give them a try. Mm. Yeah, well, this has been such an awesome information that you've you know, not only gave our audience, but gave me personally as well, um, you know, from the minerals and um, different plant-based foods and how that can help our skin and hair and, and nails to, you know, talking us through um, different shampoo brands and what they're doing for the environment and such. This has been such an awesome conversation. I don't, I don't want to take up all your day here, but can you quick tell us where listeners can connect with you find out more information, you know, shoot you a message if they have a question specifically about a hair care or now or, you know, any beauty type of question. Where, where can people connect with you? Um, in all the social media platforms and it's like, uh, it's Mille Princey, so it's Mile Princey. I just shortened my name because it's day is too long. Yeah. And then definitely if they have any questions about hair and scalp and, and tips about styling, allthingshair.com, uh, they can reach us there. Um, and more of a healthier lifestyle, I my blog, foodversusevil.com, they can reach me there as well. And it will be my pleasure to answer any questions or just oh. to have a quick conversation. Yeah, that's so cool. So cool. And we will list all of this in the show notes, how people can get a hold of you. Because, yeah, you were just a wealth of information. I loved all this. My, my paper is full of, of notes here. So <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. And, yeah, just thank you for sharing this information. Thank you so much for having me, Sarah. Love it. And um, have a wonderful day. It's no secret that we need protein for healthy hair, skin, and nails. And I loved that Melina had all the information on the plant-based foods that help aid in keeping our skin beautiful. I loved her knowledge on all the minerals as well that we need. Zinc, copper, selenium. I know I'm going to be spending a little more time the next time I'm picking out shampoo at the store. And she brought up a good point as well. We are what we eat. Or drink probably too. And that reflects in our skin. And just thinking about that, I know I need to hydrate more to keep my skin beautiful. As well as maybe keep some other things in check too. Especially stress levels. Which also can reflect in our hair, skin, and nails. There's so much to think about and put action towards. And if you heard it, Timmy is in here, my puppy, and I think he wants some action too. So if you want to connect with Milena with any of your own questions regarding hair, skin, and nails, you can find all her information on our sponsored blog, Bad to the Bull, at badtothebull.com forward slash 46. Once again, that's badtothebull.com forward slash 46. Thanks for listening.